guys, it's Lily. And this is Rebecca. And you're listening to Just Ghouly Things. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. We're your hosts, Rebecca and Lily. Hey. (laughs) So um, this week, we are going to be talking about reincarnation. So I'm really out of it lately. No, it's I'm always out of it, so it's okay. So last week we talked about guardian angels. Mm-hmm. So if you guys listened to our last episode, Lily came up with the idea of we should talk about reincarnation. So I always thought the concept of reincarnation was very interesting, and um, we'll get into it a little more. But like Christians, like I grew up Christian, mm-hmm. and yeah. a lot of Christians don't believe in the idea of reincarnation, but I do. Okay. I, what yeah, do you, me too. You believe in reincarnation I as well? I do. I feel like, I don't know. I can't explain why, but I, ju- I just do. I feel okay. like it makes sense. And truly, I think what makes me believe in it the most uh-huh. is the stories like... <laughs> <laughs> Loki's going to town on his little gorilla toy. I love it. Um... But part of what really makes me believe in it is the stories like the ones we have. Yeah. So. Well, actually, I'm going to leave this one for the end, but uh, Deb Deb Rubes actually gave me a story of her experience um, of a reincarnation experience that she had. So stay tuned to the end. All right. So um, to start this off, for those that don't know what reincarnation is, reincarnation is uh, the birth, a rebirth of a soul in a new body. A person or animal in whom a particular soul is believed to have been reborn, and it's also known as a new version of something from the past. So the word itself, reincarnation, derives from Latin, which it literally means entering the flesh again. So pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. Um, the Greek equivalent of this is called metempsychosis, which derives from the word meta, which is change, and Emphiscon, which is to put a soul into, and it's a term attributed by uh, attributed to uh, Pythagoras, which is a um, Pythagoras. Pythagoras, is that what it is? Oh my god! That I honestly have never heard of this person, but he's a philosopher. Uh, what is it? Wait, the, the-, the Pythagorean the- theorem. No way. A squared. Wait a second. <laughs> that makes so much sense now. Wait, what, Pythagoras is his name. Wait, he came up with that? Then what does he have to do with reincarnation? I don't know, but I think that's... I I think that's right. Or it could be Pythagoras, and there's a group of people. But I think... I'm pretty sure it's... Holy shit, I never knew that. I did this research, and I looked up... I was like, what in the hell is a... What did I even say? Pythagoras. Pythagoras. That's me with the Piranity Expo. (laughs) It's right. We take L's left and right on this show. That is true. But, okay, so that just blew my mind. All right, that threw me for a loop, guys. The more you know. Here, I'm going to look it up right now. Pythagoras (laughs) and reincarnation. Wait, were you just making up that that was a part of the, like, he created the Pythagorean theorem? No. That actually is a real thing? Yeah, that's where it gets the name, Pythagorean, from Pythagoras. Wow. Well, congratulations, Pythagoras. You created something I never once used out of middle school. (laughs) It says, uh, Pythagoras of Samos was an ancient Ionian Greek philosopher. Yes. And the eponymous founder of of Pythagoreanism. 
Okay, yeah. So this is... Uh, so is that the Pythagorean theorem? Oh, yeah, the Pythagorean theorem. Yeah. And vegetarianism? This guy had a lot of time on his hands. Wow. Five climatic zones, five regular solids, wow, this guy, proportions. This guy had so many ideas that are so relevant to 2019, I just butchered his fucking name. I'm so sorry. <laughs> the Greek gods are going to strike me down now. Okay. <laughs> so before it's I okay, butcher this guy's pretty. name. You're really, really pretty. <laughs> I'm so okay. glad my Ramapo college education got me this far. <laughs> So it is also a common belief. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm gonna fuck up so many names in this. Yeah, I'm looking I should at have, these now. Yeah, and and I read them through, and it's still gonna get fucked up. It is also a common belief of various ancient and modern religions, such as Spiritism, Theosophy, okay, and a canker, a canker, and I, yeah, I'm assuming that's how you say it. And as an esoteric belief in many streams of Orthodox Judaism, it's also found in different forms in some beliefs of uh, northern uh, North American natives. Mm-hmm. So this I, this concept of the rebirth uh, of a soul being put into a new body can be seen in so many different religions and practices all throughout history, which I find interesting um, that this concept isn't just yeah. with one group of people. But that's another thing that we see a lot in these episodes with concepts is that it's all over the world. Yeah, it's and not it, like it's just one group saying Exactly, this. and it's like, you know, the Swedes and, you know, the Native Americans and the Greeks weren't all necessarily in touch Yeah, with each they other. all weren't, like, Facebooking and Instagramming Exactly, smoke signals, carrier pigeons, yeah. like, none of that was... <laughs> did you imagine? <laughs> but, so that's another thing that's like, okay... So that has to have started somewhere. That's, like, way too coincidental. reached. Exactly. Okay. So, um, like I said previously, although a majority of denominations within Christianity and Islam don't believe that individuals reincarnate, particular groups within these religions do uh, refer to reincarnation. Um, and rebirth is a key concept that's also found in major Indian religions, and it, it's discussed with various terms. So, I'm so sorry. I'm going to screw this up. Punarjan, Punarjan man <laughs> means rebirth, transmigration. Um, reincarnation is discussed in the ancient Sanskrit texts of Hinduism, Buddhism, and Jainism, which uh, with many alternate terms, such as, drumroll please, because these are, yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Punarjavrit, Punarajati, Punarjavatu, Punar Bahava, Agati Gati, Nibatan, Apapati, and Upajana. I'm totally screwing these up. It's okay. But if you guys actually know what I'm saying and I'm somewhat getting it right or I'm completely butchering it, please email us at justgoalythingspodcast.gmail.com. Make the subject line whatever word she pronounced. Please. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm genuinely interested because, and then, you know, the people that were writing this information online, they thought it would be easier to put in parentheses with the, the language that it came from as if the I couldn't even read story. that. Yeah. Um, so these religions believe that this in, uh, reincarnation is in a cycle and an endless samsara. 
unless one gains spiritual insights that end this cycle leading to what they call liberation. So freedom um, from this uh, world. I didn't know there were so many different phrases for it. That's interesting. Right? That's but that's really also kind of like when we were talking about Bigfoot and then like you learn that there's Bigfoot different Yeti forms. Yeah. yeah. So the reincarnation concept is considered in, reli- in Indian religions as a step that starts each with a cycle of aimless drifting, wandering, or mundane existence but one that is an opportunity to seek spiritual liberation through ethical living and a variety of meditative um, yoga, uh, like yoga and other spiritual practices. And they consider the release from the cycle of reincarnations as the ultimate spiritual goal and the call of liberation by terms such as moksha and nirvana. Mm-hmm. So in, in Indian religions, pretty much to sum it up is um, we all go through reincarnation until we achieve... Um, the goals that we are set out. Yeah. Yeah. Like we have to um, be kind to a fellow man and uh, meditate and be one with the world. I feel like before you achieve the goal of being able to be released. And then after that, I guess you're completely done on earth. But I know that in some religions, it's almost like a pyramid that you need to build up. Okay. So if you, I'm not sure which ones because I learned about this in eighth grade, so it's been a couple years. <laughs> Just a few. Yeah. Um, but I know that in some religions it's believed that there are different tiers of being and through your actions you rise up mm-hmm. and then you reach your highest form of being. Interesting. And that's when you get into the heaven's gate, you know, there's more beings above just yeah. this pyramid <laughs> and there are more beings and you need to you know drink what was it that they put in there like ethanol or something oh like that cra- like a bunch of substances yeah, yeah, yeah. and fungi and I stuff. like the idea of just there being one higher form of living and not now there's a whole other pyramid mostly because I'm lazy <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to study all this mostly because I'm lazy um, but anyway so over the years, a Buddhist, Hindu, and um, other traditions have differed since the ancient times, mm-hmm. um, and I believe it just kind of goes along with like society and how we've changed mm-hmm. as a whole. Yeah. But now, also in recent decades, many Europeans and North Americans have developed an interest in reincarnation in this concept. Yeah. Um, and so a lot of the stories we're going to read to you today are going to be um, from around our time period, and Loki's crying, maybe because he's triggered by reincarnation. Are you reincarnated? Are you reincarnated from somebody? I remember thinking that um, my dog Clyde was like, uh, like my other dog's soul because like Aww, that's so sweet though. The other dog, well, they looked a lot alike. Really? And that our first dog, her name, well, not our first dog, but our first dog that we lost because we had three at the time. Katie, I'm only two or three years old, and she actually got Aww. hit by a car Aww. and she passed away. And we found Clyde. My mom found him walking down the street, and she followed him a couple of blocks. And he was walking kind of towards our house, mm-hmm. and would actually like stop and look both ways before he crossed the street. <gasps> oh, he was and smart dog. Was on the sidewalk. Yeah, he was smart. He had a scar on his tail, and we think he might have gotten like it just, just hit by a hit? car. Really? Yeah, or something. Because he was too, he was really smart about. Stuff he was like, like I ain't dumb. I'm ain't having this happen again. Exactly. And it wasn't too long after Katie had passed away. So when Aww. my brother and I turned around, the, my mom was like, listen, I found a stray. We're just going to keep him on the back porch. And my brother and I turned around and we started weeping. We were like, you look yeah. so much like Katie. Aww. Yeah. And then we kept him. Anyways. 
See, everything happens for a reason. Claude came into your life for that. So, um, so like I said, a lot of what we're going to be talking about today are more recent accounts Mm -hmm. of people that believe they were reincarnated. A lot of these seem to be kids, at least from the stories that I looked up, Mm -hmm. between the ages of like two and five. And then after they turn five years old, they don't remember these experiences. So it's it's kind of like that the constant theory that the younger you are and the older you are, that you're closer to that spectrum and that's why you're able to, you know... Especially with younger because everything is also new and also there's less on your mind. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't realize that it's not as normal. Yeah, exactly. Like you, you don't have all stop. these biases and things mm-hmm. telling you that that's, that can't happen and stuff. Yeah. Okay. So for my story, do you kind of want to go back and forth? Let's do and, it. Okay, cool. So my first one is titled, A Four-Year-Old Recalled Life as a Hollywood Agent. Oh, I love this one. Yes, yes. <laughs> I, the, this is the first one I saw, and I remembered it instantly. So in 2009, at the age of only four, Ryan Hammonds began waking up, clutching his chest, and screaming about how his heart exploded in Hollywood. His mother, Cindy, became intrigued when Ryan revealed more details from a former life. He insisted he once lived in a house in Hollywood on a street with the name Rock in it, where he had three sons and a friend named Senator Fives. So with this information one day, Sydney was going through a book featuring photos from old Hollywood, and Ryan peeked over her shoulder and excitedly identified one man as George and another as himself. So in, when that happened, Cindy contacted a psychiatrist... <laughs> Really, Loki? You're such a diva, Loki. Really? So needy. Cindy contra- uh, contacted a psychiatrist from UVA Medical Center who conducts research on reincarnation. And the psychiatrist verified the man in the photo was a film star named George Raft, and the other man was Martin Martin. His name was actually Martin Martin, who died in That's 1964. Like Interesting. Um, And upon contacting Martin's daughter, she confirmed Martin was a Hollywood agent, lived on North Roxbury Drive, that's where Rock came from, had three sons, and once met with New York Senator Irving Ives. So after meeting Martin's daughter, Ryan lost interest in his Hollywood memories. He was standoffish at the meeting and told his mom afterward his daughter's energy had changed. The psychiatrist's explanation, upon seeing people from their past moving on, reincarnated children gain closure and forget their former existences. Wow. I always, I've seen, this is one of the more popular accounts of a reincarnation story and it still intrigues me to this day. Yeah. Yeah. All right, Lil. So uh, what's your next story? This one is good. Okay. Okay. So this one says, John and Flor... Oh, well, let me read the title. It says, two sisters killed in a car accident were reincarnated as twins. Hmm. Spoiler alert. <laughs> okay. John and Florence Pollock were devastated when their twin daughters, Joanna and Jacqueline, died in a car accident on May 5th, 1957. The following year, they were thrilled to hear that they were expecting, and once again, Florence was carrying twins. The twins... Jillian and Jennifer were born identical except for Jennifer's birthmarks. She had a birthmark on her waist similar to a birthmark Jacqueline had had and a birthmark on her forehead that resembled one of Jacqueline's scars. 
John and Florence moved away from their old home when their daughters were three months old. John and Florence told Jillian and Jennifer very little about their late sisters, but the girls seemed to share Joanna and Jacqueline's memories. They would request old toys that had belonged to the deceased twins, recognize landmarks when traveling to their parents' former home, and were inexplicably... inexplicably... (laughs) terrified of cars. Upon seeing oncoming traffic, they would shriek, The car is coming to get us! Luckily, by the age of five, these frightening memories mostly faded away. The girls went on to live relatively normal adult lives. However, their story is still frequently cited as an evidence of reincarnation. That's so interesting when you see, um, when they talked about the um, birthmarks that Mm -hmm. they had. Because that's also a common belief. Mm -hmm. You see it a lot on the internet, too. It's like, if you have a birthmark, that could be how you died died in a previous life. life. Uh, do you have any birthmarks that are suspicious like that? Um, nothing really weird. Me neither. I, I have, um, just like freckles. Me too. Yeah, but oh, I have a, actually, actually, that's a lot. I have a birthmark right here on my foot. You can see it right there. Oh, wait, didn't we talk about this in another episode? I think we where did. Where I said, like, oh, well, maybe you were stabbed the pole through your foot. Yes. Yes, we did have this we conversation. We did. Okay. Deja vu. Okay, so my next story is titled, A Retired Fire Chief Felt an Emotional Link to a Civil War General. When retired fire chief Jeffrey Keene and his wife vacationed in Maryland, he was caught off guard when visiting a Civil War battlefield called Sunken Road. Keene became inexplicably emotional as he entered the field, to the point he thought he may be suffering a heart attack. While the physical pain passed, he felt an uncanny connection to the area, Later, he recounted the incident to a psychic at a party. She asked if he believed in reincarnation, and he felt the instinctive urge to say the words, not yet. While reading a Civil War magazine in his home, he found an article about a Civil War general identified as General Gordon. Gordon had fought in Sunken Road during the Battle of Antietam? Antietam? Whatever. Antietam? It was a battle. And during this battle, he was best remembered for repeatedly shouting the words, not yet. Oh. Yeah. And upon researching Gordon's life, Keene found more connections between himself and Gordon. Keene had marks on his body similar to wounds Gordon suffered in war. And on Keene's 30th birthday, he was admitted to the hospital with a terrible pain in his jaw. When Gordon was 30, he was shot in the face. So that pain when he turned 30... all connected. Oh. Yeah. I thought that was a really interesting story. I also like that one because it's very... I don't want to say very historic because these are all historic, but... Yeah. Like, you deadass fought in the Civil War in a past life. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not like me. I probably, in a past life, was just, like, literally nothing. Because it's all uphill from there. You know what I mean? I love that's a common theme. Everything goes uphill, uphill from here. Yeah, exactly. But, oh, and I also picked this one because I thought it was interesting. You know how in the beginning of this episode we talked about how, on average, a lot of these reincarnation experiences occur between the ages of two and five? Yeah. Well, this was occurring when this guy was 30, you know? Yeah. So that's a very odd experience. All right, Lil, so what is your next story? So, my next story... 
<laughs> I wonder what? if the I wonder if the mic is picking up Loki just chewing the shit out of his toy. God, I hope Loki so. is teething right now. And we have to find, you know, luckily he's been really good with like not chewing on physical like furniture and yeah. knock on wood. But um, we've also been good with trying to give him toys that are quote unquote indestructible. And he makes Honey. that a challenge and tries to, tries to break everything. What do you want from me? What do you want? Oh, thank you for the kisses. We need We need a dog company sponsor so we can just get toys for our dogs. Okay, goodbye. Goodbye. My dog doesn't really like toys. No? No, but she loves graham crackers. Well, then let's get a graham cracker sponsor and a dog toy sponsor. Nabisco, hit us up at JessicaLightningsPodcast at gmail.com. Any dog company, BarkBox, email us at JessicaLightningsPodcast at gmail.com. I kind of wish I could do like a Scooby-Doo voice. (laughs) Because then I'm talking like a dog, you know what I mean? I can't even do it. Rock rocks. <laughs> Let's make everything an R. Rock oh. row. Loki's like, never say that again. Okay. So, Lily, your story. Okay. So, this is from someone named Jamie. It says, a few years ago, I was reading Same Soul, Many Bodies by Dr. Brian Weiss. If you are interested in reincarnation, I really recommend looking him up and getting some of his books. Anyway, I ended up going to a conference he was part of not long after with my best friend. His session was a past life regression. <laughs> he put us into hypnosis and walked us back from this and walked us back from this life to our birth to a previous life. He had a very vivid past life regression. He told us to look at our surroundings, to see details, to see the people around us. In his books, he says that you look into the eyes and can see your soulmates that you connect to lifetime after lifetime because though they're because they're because though their role in your life changes their sex can change their relationship to you their eyes will be the same i wasn't sure if it would really be that way but it was i saw my home my family in that life he started us in childhood in that life and walked us forward to an important event Mine turned out to be my wedding. And then to the day of our death in that lifetime. I'm still coming to terms with it all. It was almost two years ago. When I came out of hypnosis, I had the hottest tears I've ever felt roll down my cheeks. Seeing my death was was that real and upsetting. Most Ow! Why can't I just get through this fucking story? <laughs> I just want to get through this story. <laughs> that sounded like it hurt. <laughs> it did. Okay. Um, Seeing my death was that real and upsetting, most of all because it was tragic and so sad. I died in that life in in that life in childbirth after having given birth. I think I bled to death. My husband in that life held my hand and we stared into each other's eyes, crying, him begging for me not to go, telling me he loved me. When I opened my eyes in that auditorium, I felt the hot tears roll down my face and couldn't speak. It took me almost an hour to be able to talk about it at all to my best friend, and I censored some of it. It was very raw to talk about, most of all because he had been there in mine. And when he told me of his regression, he described the exact same house, fixtures, furniture, etc. It was surreal. Still is. We have only talked about that aspect that aspect of it within the past month or so actually just a little wow 
But anyway, Dr. Weiss writes a lot about our past lives and can create unfinished business for us to deal with in our current lives. I died in childbirth in that lifetime. In my current lifetime, I had two very traumatic childbirth experiences, one where I did almost bleed to death, wow. and then finally a healing home birth with my last baby. I do believe, I really do believe that this was a past life issue but that I was meant to work out. Mm. I had so much fear after my second baby, the birth where I almost bled to death. I had this huge irrational fear that I was going to die and leave my kids motherless. Like it consumed me my son's entire first year. Now I know why that was such a big thing for me. I'd already lived that scenario. Wow. I think my last birth healed a lot of it, though. I'd love to do more regressions, but I haven't yet. That one was very intense, and I'm still processing it. Wow. That's a really interesting story. Especially them being together in the past life. And I know. Whole, it's like a confirmation yeah. of their love. That's like, and everything happens for a reason, which... For sure. When I was younger, I always thought was so cheesy, and I still kind of do, but this is one of those cases where everything does happen for a reason. Yeah. You know? Sometimes when it's like, I got caught at a stoplight, but it's okay. Every, like, I literally work with someone who will be like, it's okay if you're late. Everything happens for a reason. Yeah. I mean, like... It's okay to believe that, but, like, let's not say it for every single situation. Well, yeah, especially because, you know, sometimes someone wants to be upset about something, and everything happens for a reason. You'll see. Well, maybe I don't have the patience to see, ma'am. Yeah. You know, I, it, it was, it's interesting um, how people would use everything happens for a reason when there's, like, a death of somebody. It's like, um, this isn't the time. Yeah, to, can we just be sad, <laughs> Yeah. Maybe? To everyone that needs to hear it, it's okay to be sad sometimes. We all go through it. It's a human emotion, but just know that you will get through it. That's the most important lesson. Yeah. See, this is another lesson for this week's episode is it's okay to be sad. I just think, know that you'll get through it. I think ABC Family is about to sponsor us because we are teaching, we are dropping Hallmark some real hell to the yes. Okay. Oh, I need to, I'm totally ready for some Hallmark movies. Your turn. Okay. So this one is from Faith and it <gasps> it's reads. my dog's name. Oh yeah, it's after, it's Lily's dog. She literally emailed me this at justclothingspodcast at gmail.com. Okay. Yeah, anyway. my dog has thumbs, guys. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> it's his reincarnated body reaching out to us. Okay. It was in the early afternoon of Halloween. This is a rough time of year for me because my first child was still born near this day. Oh no. I was sitting in a chair in the den. My husband was at the desk on the opposite side of the room. My two and a half year old daughter was moving around the room, not really doing anything. As always happens on this day, my thoughts turn right to my stillborn daughter. Suddenly, my two and a half year old daughter plops a book onto my lap. Remember, she's two, can't read yet. Additional note, the walls of the room were pretty much wall-to-wall books. The book was given to me after the stillborn. It was a pagan book for grieving parents. Startled at the coincidence, I just kind of stared at the book. My daughter, age two and a half, flipped open the book and pointed imperiously to a paragraph. I obeyed and read the paragraph. I was ta- it was talking about how a child who dies might reincarnate back into the same family or somewhere nearby. So I wondered where my child might have reincarnated. My daughter patted my leg and said, I'm white here, mommy. <laughs> uh, until those words, nothing had been spoken out loud. It gives me chills every time I remember it. 
okay, who is cutting onions in this kitchen? Right? So emotional. I read it really cute, because it literally it reads, was so I'm white here, mommy. So cute. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. Mm. Here we go. This one is from Anonymous. When my son was three years old, my husband decided to take him on an airplane tour of our small city. They booked a tour in a small three-seater plane, pilot and my husband in the front, and room for the little guy in the back. That's amazing. I'm sorry. Oh, that sounds awesome. My parents would never do that for me. Yeah. Wow. My parents suck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Love you, Mike and Deb. Deb, Deb. Um, okay. When they got out on the tarmac, though, our son pushed past the pilot and climbed into the pilot seat. When my husband told him he couldn't sit there because that was for the pilot, our boy got very still and quietly said, it's because I crashed last time, isn't it? Oh, the three-year-old is just like going in. Then he started to cry and shake his head and said, almost yelling, apparently, all those people died because of me. And he climbed back down and started running back to the terminal in tears. My husband finally got him settled down by explaining that his legs were too short for his feet to reach the pedals and not because he crashed last time. So back they headed to the plane and got settled in. Sitting in the back, my boy asked if he could have a headset, which he re- a headset which he received, with the mic switched off. <laughs> the pilot didn't tell him the mic was off though, so the little guy started doing his checks and trying to talk to the tower. Needless to say, the pilot was a little freaked out by all this, so he never did ask our son about when he supposedly crashed a plane. Three years later, we all headed to an aviation museum, and our now six-year-old son started talking to one of the curators about a certain type of World War II British plane. I was a bit surprised because we didn't have any books about planes in our house, and he'd never shown interest in them before. Lucky for my son, though, the aviation museum was in the process of restoring one of the very airplanes my son was talking about, and they offered to let us have a look even though it wasn't ready for display yet. Apparently, a private collector had modernized the plane sometime in the 1970s or so, and they were in the process of restoring it to its original condition. My son started pointing several different items out in the plane that the that he thought weren't right had been replaced, etc. When we asked how he knew about this, he said he'd flown one of these a few times when he was big. He couldn't tell us much more except that he normally flew a different plane and that he'd crashed it because he made a mistake. He also said that several innocent people died in the crash and that it wasn't their time to die yet. He got very sad then and he didn't want to talk about it anymore. When we asked about it again, he was in his teens and he said he remembered the trip to the museum but didn't remember being big before. Hmm. See, and that's where the theory comes in of once you're five years old or, you know, once he kind of acknowledged yeah. or, or saw something that brought him back to that it period of time where he reincarnated yeah. from, now it's kind of that closure for the thing. Yeah. Wow. All right. Well, on that note, guys, that is the end of our reincarnation episode. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, so I guess it's time to go through our... 
end of the episode <laughs> spiel. I'm so ready. This is what you guys actually listen to this if you donate, podcast for. If you donate to our Patreon, if you donate $1, we will film the faces that I make when I say these. That's a, Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that idea. All right. So follow us on Instagram at Jessica Lee Things Podcast. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Jessica Lee Things Podcast. Private group. Just Goalie Things Podcast. And our Patreon. Just Goalie Things Podcast. All right, guys. Awesome. <laughs> and if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that they'd like to share with us and for us to talk about on the show, please email us at JustGoalieThingsPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> what type of voice was I that? Know. I, I want, don't I wanted was... to jazz it up. Here, I'll say it the way I usually do. Okay. Just Goalie Things just ghoulie things podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening again, and we will talk to Boo later. Goodbye. Goodbye.